Hello, and welcome to Fortune Cookie, a podcast hosted by me, Wendy. I wrote up a whole script that I was going to record at the beginning of December, but now it's the very end of December, and I think I was just much more burnt out from November than I anticipated. So I'm very sorry that this episode is coming in late, but I actually have a couple of house... what? Church Bulletin admin? Housekeeping. Housekeeping notes that I wanted to cover, which is, it's actually been quite fun recording these podcast episodes every month. Well, one here that's released publicly, and then one more that's a bonus episode released on my darling's website. But I really want to know what it's been like for you as the listener, because I feel like I've been meandering through a variety of topics, just picking out whatever has been dwelling in my mind or things that have been coming up in my thoughts. And I don't know if from your perspective, it feels fun that it's a little bit different of a thought every week, or if it feels a bit confusing and jumpy and inconsistent. I also just want to know what is it that you like about this podcast? What is it that you don't like? When you thought, Wendy's going to have a podcast, what did you think was going to be covered in here? Because I feel like I've been spending this last half of a year treating it like Play-Doh. I just like mold it, I poke it, I reshape it, I step back and look at it, or I guess listen to it since it's a podcast. And I'm curious now for that feedback. I want to know of all the things I've been poking around and showing you guys and sharing with you all, what type of stuff has stood out to you? And uh, yeah, where do you think we can take this in the new year? I'm really excited to know. I actually really, really need to know. Otherwise, I don't know if I can keep poking around here without feedback. So if you have any thoughts that you want to send to me about the podcast, you can send it to podcast at IamWithWendy.com. That's podcast at IamWithWendy.com. If you're listening to this on my Squarespace website, you can also just plop it directly into the comments on this page. I will look at those too. Right now I'm recording this from my in-laws house. Dan and I did a whole thing where we quarantined for two weeks and then masked up, hand sanitized up, and drove out to his parents' place to be with them for Christmas as well as to be with them for New Year's. And I have a lot of mixture of feelings. I'm so, so grateful and happy that we can be here and it's been really relaxing and great. Uh, but I think knowing that not everyone has this opportunity made me feel a bit like I want to keep this to myself to a degree. And so I didn't really post about it too much or share about it since... I don't know, I sometimes I go on Instagram and I feel like I see a lot of hard times that people are going through. There's still a lot of crap going on in the world. Uh, there's people I know who have lost loved ones to COVID. There's people who I've seen making comments about how they've been displaced from their homes or they're stressed about their earnings. And so I think it's a really hard time actually during the holidays to be sensitive and caring to everyone. I'm really grateful for this time of rest. I sincerely hope everyone else has had at least a moment to catch their breath and count their blessings and be reminded of what an amazing thing it is to be alive in this world. Um, but it's sobering too, the type of stuff we're going through collectively, how badly I think we want to look forward to 2021, and then a bit of that, a little bit of that fear not knowing what it really is going to be like. 
and remembering how stoked we were back in 2019. (sighs) So I hope you're well in whatever way this has meaning to you. I really wish I could send you all a hug. So I'm going to read what I wrote now for this episode. I'm not sure how relevant it's going to be now that nearly a month has passed, Uh, but I'll stick in my anecdotes as I go. So we'll see. Okay. So like I said, November was a really insane month for me and I was really looking forward to catching a breath in December. I did feel like I got to do that, although the breath lasted way longer than I thought it was going to last. I thought I need maybe like a week off. I deemed December basically not vacation, but random acts of responsibility is what I called it, where you do stuff because you have to, because you're an adult, but if it was possible to take it easy a little, I did try to do that. So I hope wherever you are listening in from, you're doing okay. If you want, you can take a deep breath in with me through the nose. Okay, yeah, let's actually do that together. All right, in from the nose. out from the mouth. All right, that was a short one. Sorry, one more for fun. Okay, in through the nose. And out through the mouth. I don't know about you guys, but I've been dealing with some lower back pain and I got two exercises recommended for me to combat the fact that I'm hunched over my computer or like hunched over my sewing machine all day. So one resembles a backstroke for all of you who know how to swim and the other one is just tilting my head up so that the muscles on the back of my neck can get a little bit of a break. I feel like my posture has deteriorated over the last two years, so These exercises, as well as maybe like a New Year's resolution to stand up straight, I think they are in order and I think they will be good for me. Oh, this is exciting. Since my last episode about goodbyes, I have put together a little Instagram just for you podcast listeners. It is a place you can share and chit chat about the different topics that I cover and I'll be there to reply as well. Even if you have nothing to say, just say hi, (laughs) drop your most recently used emoji. I love all signs of life. I love hearing from you. That's something that is really missing in contrast to YouTube videos and how fun and lively and great the feedback can be in the comment section. So you can drop by this new Instagram for the podcast even right now. It is called fortune cookie with Wendy. That is all one word, fortune cookie with Wendy. You can click on any of the posts that catch your eye. I just tried to put an assortment there for you to get it started. You can say hi. I will say hi back. Fortune cookie with Wendy. And if you want to say more than hi, I don't know. Tell me your favorite cookie flavors. I'm very open to that info. Back in November, something I didn't quite get to talk about on my YouTube was that I got to speak at two different conferences and it was super exciting to talk to students as well as small business hopefuls and answer all the questions that people had. I try to share whenever I do these speaking engagements, so if you don't want to miss the next one, just keep an eye on my IG stories. I even recorded a podcast episode and that has since been released on my friend's podcast called List Me Tender. I really recommend going to listen to it because there's a lot of very funny moments and stories shared. Um, 
But yeah, in one of the workshops I got to do in November, I got a question about how I came up with the name Fortune Cookie for my podcast. Fortune Cookie is an overlap of like a few things that I want to share here, but I'll try to paint a little bit of the Venn diagram of Fortune Cookie. Fortune Cookies are associated with Chinese cuisine and I'm Chinese, but it's also a North American invention and I'm born and raised in North America, specifically Canada. And then lastly, they always contain a little word of wisdom or a little anecdote, and I just find that wraps up in a cookie the main things that I wanted this podcast to encapsulate. It's a place for stories, some words of wisdom for my experiences, and an opportunity to dive into my heritage. There are so many things that I feel like I had to learn the hard way or learn through experience, and I really hope through Fortune Cookie you can get a chance to think about those things in advance, whether or not any similar events have happened to you. And yeah, hopefully, in many cases, not have to learn the hard way, but just learn from my struggles. <laughs> All right. Instead of reading a letter in this episode, I thought we would talk about snail mail in general. So I just brought home a super cute set of Canadian stamps and I've been trying to set aside an hour every day after breakfast to write some holiday cards. This is something I have adapted ever since I learned the hard way that I can't pump out all my cards in one day. Mm -mm. <laughs> Back when we got married, Dan and I did write everyone's thank you cards in advance before the wedding so that when you got to your assigned dinner seat, instead of a name card, it would be an envelope with a personalized card inside from us. We did this for about 180 people. So if you're a logistics person, I feel like you can already tell what an insane marathon that was. I mean, we genuinely liked everyone who was at our wedding, so it's not like we were short on words of appreciation or that we had to like make stuff up. But I still drafted up a bunch of cues to remind us what types of things we wanted to thank people for slowly as our brains got fuzzier through the thank you card writing process. I have a memory of one of my best friends flying in a few days early and there she was sat right beside us sealing all of our cards with a little wax seal while we had Beyonce's countdown blasting at full volume and Dan and I were just like writing cards frantically. I still can't believe we signed ourselves up for that but then it also did feel really good when people told us that they couldn't believe our card was just for them. Some people even confessed that they compared their card with the few people beside them just to prove we didn't write the same thing for everyone. And just bringing it back to holiday cards, I feel really happy anytime I can reaffirm to someone how I really feel about them, that they are important, that they're loved, that they're special, that they're treasured. I don't know if snail mail, cards, or letters are your thing, but I hope you can agree. It feels so good to get them. When so many of the things in our mailbox are computer printed mass mailers with this internet provider and that insurance deal and whatever, a handwritten card, even the dimensions are unique. All of that alone, it stands out so much like a shining beacon of hope that there's a human out there who cares enough to sit down and put a few thoughts to paper for you. They're not trying to sign you up for some new thing. They're just telling you things like happy birthday, Merry Christmas, thank you for your care, we're getting married, we're having a baby, I'm doing okay in this faraway country, 
all those nice things. This brings us to what I've chosen as today's fortune cookie. It is time to send someone a card. <laughs> so there was this teenage summer camp where we took a trip to the Canada Post sorting office and I still picture that big warehouse with all its trays and belts and computers when I get snail mail. If my memory is correct, I learned that the reason we put stamps in the upper right corner is that the border of the stamp reflects UV light, and that's how a disorganized pile of mail can be run through a machine and come out all facing the same direction on the other side so that they're ready to be read by the address machine. So we watched the machine suck up this whole pile of envelopes into a series of belts. Some of the belts turned the envelopes over, some of the belts rotated the envelopes clockwise, and then one by one they all came out with the stamps located in the upper right corner. Then those envelopes fly to the next machine that reads all of the handwritten addresses. It like relies on a database of all the different ways people write their B's and their Q's and their 7's and only a few get separated from manual reading by the post workers. When you think about the whole network of planes, trains, boats, and trucks that make it possible for me to drop a card in a box here and show up a few days later on someone else's doorstep, it's honestly really mind-blowing. If you've never listened to 99% Invisible, they have a really great podcast episode on how the post built America, and I found that a helpful way to conceptualize this whole system. Actually, from that episode, I learned that sending personal letters in North America used to be a privilege only available to the wealthy, and that before stamps were invented, the recipient was the one who paid to get their mail. So if they weren't interested in it, or they couldn't afford it, piles of mail would just sit at post offices unclaimed. On top of that, before personal mailboxes, you had to go to the office to collect your mail, possibly stand in long lines just to find out how much money you owed, or find out that no one sent you anything. So now, with like a little sticker you don't even have to lick anymore, you can prepay for a letter's entire journey and if you're the recipient, all you need to do is go to the mailbox and open the envelope. It's kind of amazing. As a kid, I used to have pen pals. I don't know if you guys had those, but there was one friend who lived in the next largest city uh, from Calgary. It was about a three hour drive away and we would send letters back and forth to each other. I can't even remember what we would talk about. We would probably complain about our little brothers or about some mean person at school or something. And then we would just share whatever was on our minds, like our favorite foods or what happened yesterday. Before those email chains where you had to email a joke to the first person on a list and then forward the email to five friends to continue the chain, I hope you guys know what I'm talking about, I had participated in snail mail chains. So there was one where you got a letter with a bunch of cute stickers inside and you had to send a letter to someone higher up on the chain with a few stickers and then send letters to like three friends with stickers hoping that they would return the favor and that you'd get more stickers soon in return. I mean, I know this whole thing sounds like a mess, but if you've ever seen those chains, I guess it's kind of like a pyramid scheme. You know what I mean. If we went to China, I would buy like the prettiest stationery. Some of them had weird attempts at English with awkward grammar and the occasional typo. Um, and I think I still have maybe too large of a stationery stash also accompanied by maybe too large of a box of cards that I've hoarded. So one of these days I'll go through it for the memories and try to create some order out of it all. 
The reason why I'm into these cards, I think, is I operate under the policy of don't assume people know how you feel about them, just tell them. If you are thankful, say so. If you think someone is cool, let them know. If you're proud of someone's achievement, they probably would love to hear that. Life can get really lonely in our heads sometimes, as if no one sees us or understands us or appreciates us, but it's just not true. We have to fight that negativity together. And I think I've grown to treat birthdays and the holidays as my annual appointment to make sure I remind my friends and family why I think they're great people. And if that feels a bit like a foreign muscle to you, I can assure you the more you flex it, the more natural it will feel over time. So encourage one another, build each other up. I can't think of a year in my life where a kind and generous word meant as much as it has in 2020. And there's literally no time pressure. I know I'm bringing this up at the end of December, but if you wait until the new year, you might even be doing your local post a favor since that one, they might actually have the capacity to handle some extra mail. And for those of us that experience long chilly winters, we know how bleak February and March can be. So as we get into the new year, my hope is that you feel like there are people you are supporting and that there are people supporting you. It takes two to build structures like that. So dig into your feelings a little and tell someone you're there for them. By now, me recording this on December 30th, I have sent all my cards. I felt really, really accomplished dropping off a whole stack of neat envelopes with little stamps in the corner. I'm feeling pretty excited for 2021, still holding out a little bit of apprehension or just, I don't know, a bit of wait and see. I've become very wait and see. <laughs> and thank you so much for listening this whole half year that I've been making episodes. If you liked this episode, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, follow us on Instagram at fortune cookie with Wendy. That is where you can share your thoughts. You can see what others think. We've got a new episode every month and a secret bonus episode at withwendy.com for my supporters. Go to withwendy.com and click on darlings to find out more about the secret content for supporters. All of our previous episodes are on Spotify, they're on Apple Podcasts, they're also on my website withwendy.com, and Fortune Cookie with Wendy is edited and produced by me with assistance from Michelle Choi who also designed our tasty cookie cover art. Thank you also to Musicbed for providing all our music, and thank you so much for being here and opening up with us. Talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. And Happy New Year.